The following is a sponsored program on WBT. The Carolina Outdoor continues, and we're glad that you're joining in as we adventure just a little bit here on the program. What's been happening at Jesse Brown's? That's what we're going to delve into on this segment. I'm Bill Barty with Wes Lawson. Wes, a lot's been happening. A lot's been happening, including not preparing for this segment. Let's talk about some of the stuff that came in, including some new axes and knives from a semi-local brand called Wooks, W-O-O-X. They're semi-local because they're jointly based in Milan, Italy and Hickory, North Carolina. That's right, jointly based. It's so they are a sub-brand of a company called Manelli, who is the biggest provider of, or the largest provider of, wooden handles for cutlery. That's a very specific niche, but if you've been in our store and you've seen our OpenL knives, or you've seen those elsewhere, or other brands like uh, Lagiol, I can never pronounce them properly. I think you hit pretty I good. I think I got kind of close. They they provide the finished material to go on those knives, but... Um, they are now here with an outdoor brand called Wooks, and it's they have two lines. Uh, one that we carry, which is outdoor sort of bushcraft gear, fixed blade knives, about a four and a half five inch blade, and um, a series of axes and hatchets. Well, I'm gonna ask you about that because sharp things seem to be in vogue in the outdoor realm. Of course, not just as a tool. That's how all this stuff started. We have bench maids. We have. Uh, we have J. Michael McRae's uh, knives that are forged here in Mecklenburg County. We've got Wooks. We've got Victorinox. They've always been in fashion with the outdoors as a tool. But now, not only as a tool, but also the everyday carry tactical, but also just plain collectible. Mm-hmm. Um, those are three things that are going on. But there's a fourth that I wanted to ask you about as we're talking sharp things and axes. Throwing axes yeah. is a real sport recreationally yeah. these days. Well, you know, these, these days it's come back in vogue. It's kind of always been around in a certain sense, you know, maybe in lumberjack camps or uh, some summer camps used to do it. That's kind of crazy to think about, uh, trusting children to do that. But there are a handful of um, throwing axe clubs or bars here in town where you can learn how to do that. Similar to the way they would have done at a uh, an old rendezvous, a trapper's rendezvous, <laughs> like okay. Jeremiah Johnson almost. Um, so we do have a few of those as well, some so, some throwing axes. So it's really, correct me um, if I'm wrong, but it's kind of darts, like you would at a bar, pub, whatever, except it's not with a dart, it's with an axe. Yeah, and, and to be fair, it's not a full-blown like lumberjack axe. It looks more like a hatchet, but more weight to it than a tomahawk so it's you know you can one hand this reasonably easy uh if you don't want to throw it it's still going to be good useful around a campsite or clearing brush at your house or even making kindling so uh, it's an italian company Mm -hmm. that has made inroads in our area namely hickory yeah so so the deal here is uh the the steel comes from italy and germany and they build the blade in italy which has some of the finest cutlery in the world is coming out of uh, northeastern Italy, but they needed a better, a more substantial wooden product. And that's interesting coming from a company that has a history in the wood and timber business. And they wanted artisans and craftspeople to put it together. And Hickory being a furniture capital, you have a oh, lot yeah. of people who know how to work wood. 
So they they have worked with uh, state and local governments, and that's how they ended up. So the products feature um, American wood. So it's actually Appalachian hickory. And then they finish it, and they combine the two products there, and the whole product is final assembly is in hickory. They also make a product that we don't sell. It's a uh, target stocks for target shooters, and they really are nice. If that was something I was still involved in, I would I would throw down on those. It's, it's a premium product, but the balance is great. So some good stuff from Wooks, but then stuff that we just got in yesterday and just got out on the sales floor today, but I'm really excited about having new Osprey packs. Yeah, I will talk a little bit about that because Osprey in the backpack world is one of the oldest brands in the outdoor realm. 1974 is when they first started out in Santa Cruz, California. But today, 2021, Osprey still the current leader in backpacks, um, book bags, and is this a dirty word still? Travel bags? Oh, they're they're fantastic at all that stuff. I mean, you put one of their bags on and you feel better. That Stratus 34 that we have, which is a great one-day or maybe overnight pack, you put that on and you feel your posture improve. The suspension system they have is the best in the business. And that Porter 30 or Porter 46 travel bag, that thing is no joke. I love that bag. So in the descriptions there, as you're saying those names, those numbers that follow behind them, that's the volume of the pack so when you say a stratos 34 mm-hmm. that it's a essentially a 34 liter backpack yep and you think about you know the average backpack that somebody's carrying around is somewhere between 30 20 and 30 liters 20 is pretty small it's a great day pack or if you're taking the kids to disney or to carowinds you can put snacks and water bottles and things in that 34 is is a good extended day or an overnight bag if you're good at packing we can help you with that but then those big Aether 65s, that's a multi-day, packing it in, packing it out deal. And we want to measure you for that one, make sure it's the right size. So that's an interesting thing that has changed in the world of backpacking, it seems, over the past uh, 40 years or so, is unless you're doing some kind of huge trip, and I'm not even talking about the Appalachian Trail, if you're doing a Knowles course or an Outward Bound course, maybe, or if you're... Um, uh, something like that i guess that's where the bigger oh philmont that's yeah, what the, yeah. the other one would be like the philmont scout ranch out in new mexico those are really the ones that are demanding the largest size backpacks everything else seems to be getting lighter and seems to be getting smaller am i right about that you're right and i think a big part of that too is, is we are able to pack down you know that trail food we talked about earlier compression sacks that helps a lot the materials are stronger and lighter Internal frame packs are the way to go. Um, but I'll, I'm going to push back a little bit. Some of these um, groups, especially, I'm not going to say Knowles, but especially Philmont, they have a kind of a hard and fast requirement for a 75-liter pack. And we mm-hmm. have, you know, scouts come in all shapes and sizes. And I'm going to fit your scout for the bag that fits them, not that fits the description, because if a 75-liter bag is too big for your scout, they can't carry that. It's not safe. It's not healthy. It's not good. We can do more with a smaller pack that fits properly, and that's well, the way we're going to go. And the other thing is, like that 65-liter pack uh, that you named, um, it also will expand out 10 more liters oh, if yeah. you need it to. So you oh, can yeah. make it be a 75 to meet that hard rule that some place like Philmont does have out there. So those all just showed up. I am uh, uh, 
what's the little one called? The, the daylight? The daylight. The daylight, daylight plus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those things, if you're going, as you said, uh, Walt Disney World or uh, the Whitewater Center yeah. or all of those places or just riding your bicycle uh, or a small day, short day hike, those have been meeting all of those requirements and more, and they are freshly arrived at Jesse Brown's. And those are designed to, to sit between your shoulder blades so you could be, if you tighten it down, you could be on your mountain bike cruising through the trail, no problem. You can take the dog for a walk. It's designed to be active and on the go. So you can use it a thousand different ways and be completely happy. It's going to outperform. So lastly is probably one of our most popular brands at Jesse Brown's. We just had fresh arrivals show up. And if you're just joining us, we're wrapping this baby up called the Carolina Outdoors with Wes Lawson, Bill Barty. But um, we had Patagonia show up. Now, Primarily clothing, but some of their travel duffels and uh, accessories showed up as well. But I learned a little bit about Patagonia, and namely their franchise of shorts called the Baggies. There's an English football club, that's soccer to many out there, um, that are nicknamed the Baggies. That's not what we had show up. Baggies are also something in the drug trade that are mentioned a lot. Um, But that's not what we had show up, thank goodness. Um, What did we have show up, and what is a baggie in the Patagonia slash Jesse Brown's world? Well, I didn't think we were going to talk about drug baggies today, so that was exciting. Uh, So the Patagonia baggies are a—I mean, they've been a product of theirs for 35 years, give or take. It's a do-it-all outdoor short. It can be a bathing suit. It can be a hiking short. It can be a running short. Again, a walk the dog short. They're, they are designed, they, they look kind of like a bathing suit. So they do have that interior mesh for the men. Um, they come in different lengths, seven and five inches. They have a lightweight version, not like the regular is heavy. And they do feature a mild DWR or durable water repellent finish. So they dry fast. But if you have to have one short for a multi-day hike, make it be a baggy. You're going to the beach for a week, take some baggies and they typically come in some we'll say outspoken colors and prints (laughs) they do have some normal ones some muted blacks and grays uh, but but half of the fun is that they can be a little outrageous in their their colors and their prints and that's part of the fun and the last thing we talked about last segment we got a whole bunch of dehydrated food freeze-dried food i guess that's the same thing right freeze-dried and dehydrated We'll use them interchangeably for us. That's all right. (laughs) That's just fun. For us. I'm glad you said it exactly like that. But all of that is at Jesse Brown's, as well as one of the most important categories in all the land these days, fly fishing. Yeah. We have women's and men's waders. We have a full passel of fly rods uh, to fill your quiver. We've got... um, flies that just arrived of all shapes, sizes, and sorts, whether it's salt water, whether it's uh, fresh water, whether it's warm water. Yeah, we got got our week's allotment, our one-week allotment of 100 dozen flies that we'll go through quickly and just did an outfitting for someone heading down to Andros today with a sage rod, a Nautilus reel, and some Rio uh, Flats Pro line. Well, we invite everyone to stop by Jesse Brown's over in the heart of the South Park Shopping District, Sharon Corners, as well as online at jessebrowns.com. Listen, we had a big time. We'd like to thank our guest, Tom Carpenter, the director of the Johnny Peckman Fly Fishing and Fishing Education Center for joining us. 
For West Lawson and TJ the DJ Box, this is Bill Barty saying get outside and make the Carolina outdoors look better than you found it. Pick up your trash.